welcome everyone to this week's edition of Black Consumer News of Arkansas. It has been an interesting week at the Arkansas State Capitol as the Republican supermajority shows its feathers on several controversial bills. If you have not been following the Stand Your Ground bill over the last past two years, then you know what happened this week. If you haven't um, been to the new BlackConsumerNews.com website, we want you to go and check it out. And many of these stories uh, on Stand Your Ground bill um, and other bills that affect us here in Little Rock, Arkansas, make sure you go tap into the Black Consumer News newly launched website. And um, so we're here and we are ready for a great show for you today. Um, I'm Angel Burt, BCN's Chief Creative Officer and co-producer of this show. I also want to introduce our co-host, Wesley Brown, BCN's publisher and executive editor. Wes is a longtime financial and political reporter at the Arkansas State Capitol, publisher of the Daily Record Business Journal here in Little Rock. Good morning, Wes. Good morning. All right, How are I'm, you doing? I'm doing great. Just ready for a great show today. And what about you? What's going on over at the Daily News? Uh, with Daily Record, we are Daily Record. Thank you. Just <laughs> continuing to, to revamp uh, that publication since I took over uh, over the last year, uh, taking it back to its roots as a, a real estate and legal journal, doing more stories on the legal community and the real estate community. Actually, uh, I'm going to be uh, try to reach out to to Denise's group. Uh, to, to do a story on uh, the W. Flyers uh, Association, uh, uh, Law Society, and, and their work. They, they've been ramping up a lot of things over the last few years, and uh, so... Uh, yeah, certainly. And, so, uh, and just, gaining some momentum. Yeah, and we yeah. are one of our, our partners over at the Daily Record, of course, is the Little Rock uh, Bar Association, and uh, uh, they've been a good partner for us, so we... Uh, we, like I said, we're trying to get back to those roots, doing a lot more stories on the legal community, courts, and things of that nature. Wonderful. Well, I'm sure that the W. Hill Law Society would appreciate that. And anytime we can help and promote and support our own, that's what we want to do. Isn't that right, Wes? That's right. Hey, last week we had a great show speaking with local attorney Kendra Collins and Max Sprinkle. That interview and story uh, by Wesley is on our website. So um, this week we have attorney Denise Fletcher of Little Rock. She's the former president of the W. Harold Law Society and was recently appointed to the Little Rock Ethics Committee uh, Commission. Good morning, Denise. Good morning, Angel. Good morning, Wes. Thank you for having me. Oh, ab- absolutely. Thank you. Um, also, uh, we are expecting uh, attorney Evelyn Moorhead, uh, who mounted a challenge for the Arkansas Supreme Court in 2010. She is also a member of the W. Harold Law uh, Society, who has been active in speaking uh, out against several pro-Trump bills at the state capitol. And so we're going to be, uh, we're going to talk uh, with our two guests about some of those bills, including the Stand Your Ground, Voter ID Proposal, Project 1619, and other bills that are seemingly aimed at hurting black citizens in Arkansas. 
But we always start our show with the BCN headlines, right, Wes? That's right. And we're going to talk about the top headlines of today affecting all black consumers in Arkansas and really across the nation. So in Washington, D.C., President Joe Biden is struggling to get his $1.9 trillion stimulus package approved by Congress. Uh, among many things, the legislation includes new COVID-19 vaccine aid, uh, extending the unemployment benefits, and mm-hmm. a, a um, $1,400 stim- stimulus check for most working class families. So, Wesley, what's the latest on that bill? Well, uh, over yesterday in that bill, uh, that, that, that bill is in negotiations between uh, right now in the House uh, uh, and between uh, what, what's called a bu- budget resolution where the House and Senate uh, leaders come together to negotiate. And one of the issues was the minimum wage uh, of $15 or an hour. And, and uh, what the parliamentarian in, uh, of the, uh, I think of the House, uh, well, no, it's a parliamentarian of the Senate, he ruled yesterday that the $15 minimum wage couldn't be inserted in that bill because it has an impact or economic impact of its own. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally, uh, oh, uh, this is a pretty large bill, actually over 5,000 pages, but this bill uh, uh, is really more a stimulus package and a stimulus bill that we passed 3-1 under President Donald Trump, $2.2 trillion. That was in March 27th. And then just before Christmas, or two days after Christmas, a $900 million, another stimulus package. Uh, and this is the third, uh, the first under a Democrat president since Joe Biden became president on January 20th. And he's using this to say, this is my approach to trying to keep the economy alive and to make sure that uh, uh, because of the impact of COVID that our businesses stay, uh, especially the small businesses, stay viable. And also that families are able to, are still uh, uh, in April of last year, about 11,000 people lost their jobs. Mm-hmm. And that recovery is not, not, not yet uh, completed. So and it's going to take, probably take a, uh, at least another year. The one uh, good thing that's happened in the economy is is that the housing market is is pretty strong because of the low interest rates. Yes. Uh, but but uh, but how high prices are are rising, and that could, that could price some people. And out gas of the, prices are rising it, too. Yeah, I tell you, I'm yeah. like, oh no. Yeah, that's that that's that's the that's the inflation target that the Federal yes. Reserve sets. And, and groceries are, are rising also. Hey, I want to remind our listeners that you are listening to KABF. 88.3 FM. And if you want to join into our conversation, we welcome you to call us at 501 433 And our guests can join in on this conversation. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Matter of fact, that was the next thing coming out. I want to uh, uh, ask a question, though. Um, is the bill really stimulating the economy or making it where big business moguls can keep their businesses going while the small mom and pop black businesses are going out of business? Well, uh, we are working on the story on the in Black Consumer News on the PP. PP loan program. That's the, the Small Business Administration program. They've handed out, and, and I've helped about 50 businesses. Most black businesses are eligible for the PPP loan. All you have to do is have, have actually filed a, a 2019 uh, a Schedule C tax form for a business, and all you have to declare is that you've been impacted by COVID-19. Most black businesses didn't get involved in on, on the first round. Uh, the second round, or what's called the second draw, 
a lot of black businesses have been able to get 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 money under that. Uh, I've helped actually 20, 20 businesses get get money. Um, it's not uh, it's not uh, based on your credit rating. It's only based on if you are impacted by COVID nineteen. And I I don't know many businesses, legitimate business, that haven't been impacted by that. So uh, I would encourage black businesses to 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 inquire with the Small Business Administration. There's a a seminar. I think Scott Hamilton and, and Urban Lead are holding. One uh, uh, with the SBA. Uh, yeah, I saw that. I think that may be today. They're holding a, 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 that today. Uh, the the one thing that that the first round under President Trump that uh, a paycheck protection program there was a lot of fraud in that. Actually, there's a, a couple cases here uh, 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 with the U.S. District Court, uh, federal court here. They they've prosecuted two two uh, people that got PPP loans that, that didn't have legitimate business. I think uh, one of those persons got over $2 million in in uh, the Paycheck Protection Program. So there was a lot of fraud in the first round. Uh, I have to credit President uh, Biden under the second round. They slowed the, the program down and, and made sure that, that, that legitimate mom-and-pop small businesses are getting uh, the, the money that they need to keep their own. And uh, to do that, you mentioned the black-owned businesses. They uh, set aside 15 to 20 billion specifically for minority-owned banks. There's 28 of them in the country, mm-hmm. and what's called CDFIs and and uh, Bank uh, Southern Bank Corps here in Arkansas. That's uh, where Darren Williams, a former uh, House Majority Leader, the first black House Majority, he didn't get to be get in that post, but he was selected. Uh, he is the CEO of, of that, and he they are doing a great job. There's two other CDFs, uh, Hope Credit, and uh, I can't think of the other, but the CDFIs. If you are a black-owned business in Little Rock, you can go to them, and they can help you complete those uh, that PPP uh, and, paycheck and protection And it's fairly loan. easy. I think a lot of times when we talk about you know it, getting loans. It, that, that application is one and a half pages long. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's... Uh, like I said, there's no credit requirements for the PPP loan. Uh, all you have to do is have filed the 2019 tax uh, return, tax return yes. and that, you, and you have to declare that you've been impacted by COVID-19. So it, it's and, a, uh, so uh, the I believe that the, the the stimulus package is helping this time around. I think there was a lot of fraud in the first one. A lot of money. Arkansas got uh, through the state of Arkansas uh, got 1.25 billion. And it was funneled through the, the most of the state agencies. Black people didn't get participate in that. Right. Uh, that money was intended for for the community uh, and people impacted by it. And and we didn't know about that. Uh, there was a task force at the state capitol that that uh, handed out a lot of those funds, uh, but it was done kind of secretly, and a lot of people didn't know about it. So. And I know um, DHS has just received. Uh, a large sum of money as well, mm-hmm. and so I think people need to make sure that yeah, they, they, the DHS mm-hmm. they they received over four hundred million in in that first round uh, of CARES Act funds. So uh, there's a lot of program money out there that through those stimulus packages that is available to to black businesses, black individuals, and and uh, uh, just do your research and it's available to you. So um, with our two attorneys being here in the house, um, are are you finding that people? Um, are reaching out to you for more information as as far as regards to their businesses, maybe even maybe getting an LLC. I don't know. Do we see some some shifts in that as far as black business owners are concerned? Are they calling you for information on PPP at all? Mm-hmm. I haven't had any. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nor have I. That that it's really not 
uh, my, my practice is primarily uh, domestic family law issues involving uh, wills, estates. Uh, essentially, I explained it as a, a sort of crisis management. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I tell people it feels like it is, a, 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 I think externally, people believe that attorneys they know a little bit about everything. Know everything. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the know-all, right? The crystal ballers. They do, and they and they feel that that it's it's a very significant thing to be uh, a licensed attorney. But in reality, especially for what I do, and probably for a lot of what Evelyn does, yes, I see people on call their it worst, just one moment. I see people on their worst day. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, no, it's 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 not it's not exciting. It's yeah. difficult because you have to meet people where they are. We'll get with you, okay, Carla. Okay, just one moment. Carla, are you there? Carla? Yes, ma'am, I'm here. Okay, did you have a question for our, for our guest? Yes, ma'am. I, I, I got in my car and I heard Wesley Brown's voice and I was just thrilled. He's, he, he's just one of my favorite people in Arkansas. And I am involved in, in nonprofit and, and we were looking for, you know, business interrupted money and all. And... And the thing that, that, that you have to document is how much money you have spent because of COVID-19. And, and we're trying not to spend anything. It's about revenue loss. Right. We've suffered revenue loss because we can't rent the facility and do those kinds of things. And so do you have any real suggestions about some money that might reflect those kinds of losses instead of expenditures? Uh, thank yeah. you, Carla. Um, you you want to hang up in? Okay, thank you. Uh, I'm hanging up now. All right, thank you. Yeah, uh, under the CARES Act, there are there are several categories where you of, of, of funding that's available. You for for nonprofits, there's a a specific uh, 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 cutout for for nonprofits, and also the PPP loan is available. There's also so called the EIDL, which is Emergency Injury uh, Disaster Loan. It's already an SBA uh, loan program, but they've it's been expanded under the PL, where you can get a, a low interest loan. Uh, at one to three uh, percent, uh, based on the criteria under the CARES Act, it's not credit rated. It's you don't go through the the the, the same uh, approval process that a, a bank goes through. Uh, and a lot of black businesses have made uh, use of that. It's a thirty-year loan at one to three uh, one one to three percent, and you're never going to get that at a, at a local bank. And and it's one that. Uh, doesn't have the high interest that is available. Also, she mentioned uh, there's there's one for out there now for specific. There's a tourism loan that's out there, money that's available. Uh, so whatever business sector that you're in, nonprofits, uh, tourism, or uh, mom and pop, there's money under the CARES Act, and uh, uh, that is available to you. And that money will be expanded if uh, the 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 Joe Biden's uh, uh, stimulus package is passed, and, and and that is on the table right now. There is an expectation uh, that that will be approved either today or on Monday. So uh, that that those funds will be uh, extended all the way until uh, uh, probably June to September. Okay, so um, so Denise, getting back to what we were talking about as far as your practice is concerned, and you're seeing things a little bit different um, uh, as far as you know domestically, and like you said, it's not really so nice. How has both of you? How has your 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 practices been affected by COVID nineteen, if affected at all? And I want to hear some of those things. And then when you talk about it's not really pretty, is 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 it uh, you know is it is it um, 
trans, you know, I guess transposing itself because of COVID-19 or do you see things still the same? Um, I see things significantly different with regard to um, the, the impact that COVID has had on so many, uh, particularly um, with the housing moratorium. Uh, Wes mentioned mm -hmm. the CARES Act provides yeah. for a moratorium for um, people who are subject to being evicted yes. um, and, and gives them a basis to maintain housing for at least a 120 day time period. Mm -hmm. it, it's been extended, so I believe March June, the 31st. Ju June 30th. June 30th. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Biden, mm. it was extended to June 30th. And that has been an area where there's been lots of necessities and lots of difficulties. Yes. Also with um, persons losing their jobs. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. if a person has a felony conviction, misdemeanor convictions, then they're being fired and they're mm -hmm. not able to get another job. So there's mm -hmm. been a great need for um, uh, expungement and for to, to, to try to, I'm, I'm in the process right now of trying to craft an argument mm -hmm. where um, although the person's convictions have, uh, they paid their fines, everything is, is, is taken care of, but it has only been for a few months. So there has to be a lot of, a lot of the public does not understand that once you file a petition for sealing of a record, the prosecutor, the Pulaski County Prosecutor's Office has to agree. Right. And if they do not, then it requires a hearing. Well, in the meantime, that mother, that father is still having to take care of their children. There are all kinds of issues for housing. There are all kinds of issues uh, regarding just maintaining, uh, taking care of yourself and your children. And if that person cannot get a job, that's what I mean by it's that person's worst day. So that's where we see a lot of impact. That's what I see. Okay. And, and I want to also just kind of ask, you know, as far as these eviction notices and, you know, because people are thinking, okay, we're saying all the way out to June 30th, right? Mm -hmm. um, but you have to do something. Eh? Well, and that's what I want you to speak to because people think, okay, I got to June 30th. I don't have to pay my rent. Is, is, that the, is that the perception that people should have? And if not, what do you think they should be thinking about? You need to try to come up with some type of an agreement with your landlord. The landlord can actually file for um, um, for assistance based upon the fact of under the CARES Act. Mm -hmm. okay. They need assistance because they're losing funding yeah. mm -hmm. as, as a form of business. So that needs to be some type of a, an agreement. You need to try to work with your tenant, and the tenant needs to uh, try to work with the landlord. Mm -hmm. In Arkansas, it's well known that the, the, the law regarding... Uh, 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 this yeah, area rent is right. It highly favors the landlord. Mm -hmm. But in this circumstance, you do have to provide uh, complete a form yeah. to explain what your circumstances and are. Arkansas Legal Services has generally right. has online. the form. Mm -hmm. It's online. You can you can you can download it. There's also several different entities. I can look some up while I'm online with you that provide the form as well. Um, but you you do need to pay some portion of your rent. You cannot just not pay at all. Can you yeah. say that again? <laughs> because, and, the re and the reason I say that, because people, will they're thinking that I don't have to pay well, my rent. Well, what's going to happen after, they, yes. after that eviction ban, the moratorium ends. You still owe the money. If that, and the landlord is going to going to going to come knocking on your mm -hmm. door and saying it's due, especially as she mentioned, the law in Arkansas, although there's a bill. Uh, uh, that's coming up next week in the legislature that may address that to that because Arkansas is the only state that don't have a uh, uh, ability. Yeah. So uh, so there's a bill uh, that has failed to pass over the last few years. So we don't know if it's going to get passed or not. But 
But uh, there's a report out there, Knights Black, that said most people are 90 days behind right now. Mm-hmm. And most people, that $1,400 that, that, that you're going to give them the stimulus check, they ain't going to pass that. And they ain't going to pay for that. And once that bill comes due. And a lot of that's happy money for people, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. <laughs> it shouldn't be, maybe. I'm just thinking, you know. Yeah, and I think people need to be aware that the CARES Act does not apply to landlords who uh, don't receive government funding. Right. Uh-huh. Et cetera. Private, yeah. mm-hmm. That's private very landlords. important. Yeah, private uh, landlords who, who aren't getting any subsidies of any kind aren't bound by the CARES Act. Right. So, so, yeah. yeah so, that, and that's very. Evictions are still taking place. Yeah, and yeah. so that's very interesting that you say that because my next question was going to be okay, so we need to go make sure we, 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 we print that information off from the Arkansas um, legal um, services and then uh, make sure, like you said, uh, work with your, your landlord to come up with some sort of agreement and then also let your landlord know hey you can go apply for some PPP Mm -hmm. but like you're saying that doesn't apply to all landlords if they don't have uh, federal um, assistance already or accepting federal underhood housing or or FHA but if they are and you are in that this is great information for people to have hey you are listening to um, Black Consumer News here on KABF 88.3 FM I want to make sure that everybody knows that you can join our conversation today with attorney Denise Fletcher and attorney Evelyn Moorhead. Make sure you call us at 501-433-00 with any of your comments or questions. We're talking about the um, COVID-19, 50 million shots given in in, in uh, this administration, Biden administration, uh, now the first 37 days. Their goal is to administer 100 million shots in the first 100 days. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're halfway there. So in Arkansas, there's a lot going on um, with the vaccine uh, or vaccinating 3 million residents here in the state, especially in the black community. So we want you to make sure you go into blackconsumernews.com, has been following this story. And so, Wesley, what um, are you seeing or what are we seeing on that front? Well, uh, this past week, the Blue Cross Blue Shield announced a statewide initiative uh, in in uh, collaboration with the state of Arkansas Health Department. Also, I think Arkansas uh, Minority Health Commission and Walmart. and basically, it is to make sure that the vaccine uh, is get out to all 75 counties. Uh, uh, the, the Biden administration has kind of reconfigured everything that the vaccine is distributed through uh, the pharmacies. Uh, so uh, uh, and right now, it's a three phase plan, phase one, 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 two and three. And phase one has uh, A, B and C. And right now, I think we're in phase one B where. Uh, most people over 70 uh, are being vaccinated uh, and and then uh healthcare personnel was the the first port so uh they just opened it up to 65 yeah right so uh, yeah so above. so yeah so it it's it's going pretty good i think about the last report i i listened in on the, i i listened in daily on the governor's daily press briefing and uh, there's about 700 million people in arkansas arkansas has according to the census bureau have about 3 million people a little bit over three million, and to reach what's called uh, immunity, uh, it, herd immunity, it's really going to take about two point five million to to be. Uh, but there's a critical issue at the black community is because when we know all the issues of distrust in mm-hmm. our communities uh, that that in the past, uh, uh, Tuskegee uh, experiment and, and uh, other things that in our uh, the whole healthcare disparity. So the Biden, is, yeah, the Biden mm-hmm. administration, the state of Arkansas, and 
the Biden administration has been using churches, going through the, uh, 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 you know, uh, ministerial associations to try to spread the, here in Arkansas, the Consolidated Missionary District. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a member of that. Uh, they have, uh, uh, they actually have something today where they are trying to, to get the word out to, to the black communities. But, but it, it, I mean, I, I think it's a legitimate issue of, of, uh, where people are asking those questions. And, and speaking and, of questions, Wesley, and, and our guests, I want to say to our listening audience, if you are, you know, uh, a black or a brown person listening in on this conversation, and if you have some reservations about taking the COVID um, vaccines, please share your comments and or questions with us at 501-433-0088. Because I know even within amongst uh, a lot of our family members, because of, um, you know, uh, uh, racist practices and sometimes dangerous health policies and clinical experiments uh, that have targeted uh, vulnerable black and brown communities. There are some, you know, concerns there. And so if people are, are, are thinking that way, I'd, I'd love to hear your comments in regards to that um, because, you know, I have family members that are just saying, you know, they're not <laughs> taking the vaccine, no way, no how. And I want to know, you know, how, you know, do we do we get people over this hump? Do we we, we uh, acknowledge uh, how they feel or do we just say, you know, you know, humbug? Well, I first always acknowledge how they feel because I think it's a legitimate concern given the history of the medical profession. They have mistreated us. Actually, even in this pandemic, mm-hmm. we have received disparate treatment. Right. The exactly. numbers have been totally uh, uh, skewed against you know, higher in our communities, um, more deaths. And I, I think that they are justifiably concerned. However, mm-hmm. given the con- the situation of the virus, I think that we have to pray and put aside our differences and go ahead. I'm encouraging everyone to do it mm-hmm. because we, as a, as a community, it is a safety valve for us. And we have to get, I tell them, well, while I'm, I feel healthy and all that, but I feel that for the sake of herd immunity, we do need to go ahead and all do it when we can. Mm-hmm. But I think having the conversation, because yeah, I th- I'm going to say about every day, practically, I get someone asking me, are you going to... Are you going That's to take the biggest that? question, right? <laughs> Absolutely, and and I and I uh, I respect that, and um, uh, and and thank you so much for uh, your input on that, uh, Angel. Angel, Melissa, I also feel like the difficulty in the distribution of the vaccine has contributed significantly to the problem. Right. I think that if we had more availability of the vaccine mm-hmm. and people could see more people close to them. Yeah, see people like us. <laughs> exactly. Well, family members, friends, co-workers mm-hmm. um, on, a, on a bigger scale, you right. know, taking the vaccine and not suffering any significant consequences, then more of our communities would be willing to take it. But because we've had such difficulty with getting the vaccine out, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's created a big problem. People want to sit back and see, well, what happened when you took it? What were your symptoms? How did you right. feel? I, when yeah. they see that you're okay, yeah. I think that, that that will have a bigger impact. Well, not to sometime. mention, I mean, you know, normally it takes anywhere between 15 to 30 years for a vaccine to be put on the market. And this one came out rather quickly. Nine months. <laughs> Nine months. So, I mean, yeah. those are some things that we should certainly continue 
continue to take a look at. I think people need to make sure they research what's actually in the vaccine. And I, I think, think it's a, yeah, yeah. to speak on yeah, I'm sorry. Just one, one thing with respect to the, the history of this vaccine, we should know that the scientists have been working on this vaccine for, long yeah, before, for, right. before COVID-19 became known. Yeah. So it's not as instant yeah. as it sounds. It, yeah, because yeah. I think it's a strain of the SARS. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, okay. They have been okay. working on that even in, during the Obama administration. Okay. Right. They were anticipating. That's very good that information. Yes. Mm-hmm. A caller, are you there? Well, hold up, uh, Sister Bert. Thank uh, you Mr. for calling. Brown, Ms. Fletcher, and Ms. Uh-huh. Moore here. How y'all Thank doing you. this morning? Doing great. Thank you, sir. Good. Thank well, you. first of all, let me start by saying that the research that's being done, the method used, uh, it's kind of skewed. If you know anything about Mendel's Law, uh, you know that uh, they're dominant and recessive traits. Mm-hmm. And albinism is a recessive trait. Albinism meaning devoid of pigmentation. And that's why the research is always done on the white rat versus the black rat. So, and that's why I say skewed. But from a personal standpoint, I won't be taking a shot, even though over 10 years ago I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure. I have none of that now. Due to the diet that I switched to, um, more citrus, more sunlight, more exercise, and how to uh, boost your immune system naturally based upon what you eat, when you eat, and how much you eat. All right, caller, thank you so much. And, and if you want to hang up and take well, a listen to our response, that'll be great. Thank well, you so much. Well, I, and I think what Ms. Moorhead said was, was that, you know, you need to have those conversations in your communities, in your families. My church has had that conversation. We, uh, uh, we, we, brought everyone together to let them talk about those issues that and and then there were members who in our in our church who said they took the shot uh the, and, and what, i you uh, know and, and i i agree with all that i think that you know i can't stress enough for people to do their own individual research a lot of times we're just like sitting ducks we just take the information whatever anybody gives us and we just go ahead and go with it but make sure that you are comfortable i think uh, the caller mentioned something about a mendelin law research okay well we need to research that if we feel like whatever he was speaking on that comment resonated with that individual but one thing that he did say that i know is very true with the, with our community suffering from diabetes heart conditions uh, um, you know, high blood pressure uh, on the Richter scale, you know, rising uh, above anyone else, then, you know, our diet is definitely very, very important. And I think this is really an opportunity to really make sure that we're gauging how healthy are we, making sure that our immune systems are strong. Um, and then even if you're taking, if you decide to take the vaccine, you know, people are having side effects. And I think that is also based on the immune system to some degree to to some degree to some degree Uh, I I think this is an important moment in our community to talk about health and to be responsible to to make to have self-ownership of our own health factors as you're saying we don't need to continually just rely upon some Mm -hmm. stranger that you probably just met to tell you what you need to do and advise you to put some poison in your system and it's going to fix everything and we kind of want Mm -hmm. a one-stop shop an immediate fix. We want to put all our confidence and our faith in somebody else. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it also kind of sounds like the black community in general on a whole lot of other mm-hmm. things, politics, <laughs> education, and those sorts of things. So go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. But I, I, in doing my own research, and I'll just share 
with you and your audience, I am not a doctor. Let's mm. know that. But mm. I have stumbled across something that has seemingly been pretty effective with the symptoms of COVID-19 and that or SARS, um, SARS virus. And that's something very simple as sake, Japanese wine. Mm. In doing the research, I discovered that sake is a ACE inhibitor and uh, COVID-19 scientists have discovered that people, that, on, that is, yeah. people on ACE inhibitors fare better under this. And there are scientific reasons why they fare better, because the, the um, virus attaches to the ACE2 receptor site. Yeah. I think the, the, the Gilead Science had the resume. Res, they, the, they were actually had the first approved FDA vaccine, and, and there's, there's are based on that inhibitor. Okay. Yeah. So... It, um, the virus lands on that receptor site. Inhibitors mm. prohibit the virus from being able to land there. Mm. So uh, the virus doesn't get in and do that damage, the, the cytostorm damage that it's known for causing mm. congestion and in your lungs and all that. I just want to also uh, mention that if you're listening uh, here on KABF 88.3 to Black Consumer News uh, and you think that you're missing something, well, you're not because we're recording the show and we will be uploading the show <laughs> to our website. And so if this information is, um, you know, kind of uh, catching your attention and you want to go back and listen to it, please um, check us out on blackconsumernews.com. We'll have this um, show uploaded there for uh, for you to review at a later time because a lot of times people are listening in and they're like, okay, I, I'm trying to write this down. I can't get this information. And so uh, it's, it's an awareness piece, right? And then whatever you feel comfortable with with the information that you're getting. I do like sake, so I'll, I'll be doing some research on that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's great for a lot of things. It is. Aging mm-hmm. <laughs> and skins and spots. So as our listeners know, uh, BlackConsumerNews.com has covered all the recent debates on the Stand Your Ground bill and the Project um, 1619 bill, which deals with um, teaching uh, of black um, curriculum. Uh, Governor Asa Hutchinson and his nephew, uh, Senator Jim Hendren, who just left the Republican Party, are getting ready to try to push a hate crime bill through the GOP supermajority. There are also several bills uh, to make it uh, more difficult to vote in upcoming the upcoming 20. 2022 election, including uh, one that passed uh, this week that forces uh, anyone seeking uh, to mail a mail-in ballot to show an absentee ballot to to show an ID. Um, So what is your impression uh, of what one person testifying at the Stand Your Ground Committee called uh, gaggling of uh, mean-spirited, a mean-spirited bill aimed at hurting black people? If you're referring to one in particular, I think... Stand your ground. On the stand your ground. ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, stand your ground is is a horrible bill that says uh, if you're confronted in a situation and you have a suspicion that you're facing danger, mm-hmm. you fear for your life, you do not have to retreat. Mm-hmm. You do not have to ask yourself... Can I safely reach, go to my go in my house and close my door and be safe? Right. You don't have to retreat. That's what Senate Bill uh, 24 does. It mm. removes the safety valve, the right. reason, out of the process. When you're facing imminent danger, you might be facing imminent danger. Mm. Senate Bill 24 says you don't have to use reason. 
you can react. Right. You can shoot first and ask questions later. Right, right. And yeah. we know that uh, there is a tendency in the population for people who are black and brown to be considered suspicious by a number of other people. I, I know you guys, uh, the, the, the W. Flower Society, you, you spoke at, the, I think, the state capitol the, the, just before the first uh, committee hearing uh, uh, in, in early February, the one where it was defeated. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think happened in between that time? I, I, uh, I, it, it was it, in the second hearing, there was nobody there to, to uh, speak against. Not There were people there, but not in the way that the first bill you know, when it came out of committee the second time. Uh, do, do, uh, do you think we weren't, oh, uh, because it was defeated the first time and then it came out cheesy, and of course, when it got to the House floor, it was easily uh, passed, so. It is not, it was not defeated because, it did not go over the second time because there was no opposition present. Right. They gave opposition seven minutes total. Mm -hmm. There were six, yeah. mm -hmm. there were, I think, 16 witnesses available to testify. Right. In the first time, it was, um, there were 24 witnesses. And they allowed. And they allowed mm -hmm. ample, ample time. Yeah, four hours, uh, so, almost. Yeah, there's four <laughs> hours. Um, and there was considerable, uh, very persuasive testimony that went forth from a variety of constituents, mm -hmm. um, very compelling from people who, um, feared for their children yeah, who had very, disabilities, very. people who had experienced stand your ground in Louisiana, their uh, yeah. loved ones may have been shot down and then the uh, assailant used stand your ground yeah, as a yeah. defense, as well as um, legitimate people concerned for their lives in terms of white people being inflamed or being um, encouraged mm -hmm. to, to act quickly and take their lives and the threat that that this dangerous law is posing to our community. We had representation of constituents with the Black Mayors Association of right. some 470,000 mm. constituents in opposition to this bill, as well as letters from various organizations. Interesting. And a strong stand of um, the United Community Immigrants, uh, right. mm -hmm. uh, Moms Demand, religious, and community. religious Community, thank you, many who were in opposition. So what, what happened when it, and, and, and so, the committee, with reason, I think, voting on the on the logistics of facts and evidence, found that this was an unnecessary bill, and voted it down. Right. Don't I didn't get what the count was. Yeah. So they, uh, um, the founder, the sponsor of this bill, Bob Ballinger, wanted to bring it the next day mm -hmm. before the full the full body of yeah. the House to override the committee. Mm -hmm. The chair of the House said, no, 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 it needs to come through committee. And he spoke confidently that if it came back again, it would pass. Mm -hmm. So they introduced it before the storm came up. Mm -hmm. um, and it was to go on the floor, of course, and the, our bad weather prevented it from coming. It was tabled, yeah. Yeah, it was tabled. When they brought it back, uh, and interestingly, when they tabled it, they banned Senator uh, Stephanie Flowers from being able to speak. Uh, they banned her from her committee duties for three days because she called Senator Garner, one of the sponsors of the bill, if I may say, a dumbass. Mm. And because of that, they they tried to quiet her voice. Mm -hmm. Well, the storm came. Mm -hmm. And um, when the um, bill was put on the schedule for this past Tuesday, mm -hmm. um, it was scheduled for 2 o'clock along with the voter ID the bill, bill yeah. the same time. Mm 
Mm-hmm. What was behind that? And, and that's a ploy. I mean, you see those, uh, you know, being over the state capitol for 20 years, you see see those maneuvers to, uh, first of all, it was held after the House convenes, and generally those those meetings are less attended uh, mm-hmm. uh, in the afternoons. And, and I think I just have a question here, though, for, for, for Wesley and, 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 and as well, uh, Attorney Moorhead, is that, you know, from a layman perspective, you know, the Stand Your Ground bill, um, the last I was watching, um, it was c- shot down and talking with my family members who were all excited, right? Mm-hmm. We were like, okay, cool, right? We, we This didn't make it. Yes. And you then know. they woke up on Wednesday morning. And there it is. And mm-hmm. so people do not understand processes. We don't understand the legislation. We don't understand how things operate. Judiciary committees, it's like way over our heads. I think we're paying more attention now. Yes. And and, and, and so we're, we're wanting to get more engaged, which I think is a wonderful thing. It is. However, when we these sort of ploys or these sort of tactics mm-hmm. are constantly there uh, in front in front of us and we're dealing and we're depending I guess you might say uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong um, if for our legislators uh, that are so you know are for us to be like our watchdog or or bring some attention or tell us what's going on is that is that is that accurate uh, uh, an accurate thought process is there more than we can do is in other words how did this happen without the people knowing listen the process is so um convoluted that even lawmakers can't stay on top of everything that's coming down yeah. i was told uh a few weeks ago there were seven and reporters <laughs> <laughs> by the way huh Wes? Okay. there were 700 pending bills they expect two thousand some two thousand bills in this legislative session i spoke with representative love of and asked if he would help keep us abreast of what comes down he said i can't promise you that because there are just too many that come down and um representative flowers had said the same thing and and others there are just so many that come and the, the, well, when the, they're affect, affecting black and brown people, they better make some room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, uh, but the interesting thing about staying abreast of what's happened is that is part of the ploy. They are, there is an onslaught mm-hmm. of regressive laws to repress yes. black and brown people, to repress the vote. To um, uh, to inflate to, to the, the curriculum the, bill six project sixteen nine project sixteen nine mm-hmm. and, and fortunately uh, um, the project sixteen nine bill which was uh, House Bill twelve thirty one I believe yes. and its companion bill House Bill twelve uh, twelve eleven yeah. I think yeah mm-hmm. were opposed by the North Little Rock Chamber of Cam of uh, Commerce, Commerce. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. yes when I saw that. I knew that those bills were dead, mm-hmm. and they pretty much are. Um, the the twelve thirty one was voted down, and they withdrew the other bill, those two education bills. We of course contested those two bills, and I say that to say the input from our business is yeah. important. Yes, and, uh, and, yeah. yes, and so we need to let businesses know, hey, this and the reason North Little Rock opposed it, I'm sure, is because prejudice racist laws 
are bad for, for business. the economy. <laughs> are bad for business. Mm-hmm. Other businesses don't want to come here. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and my, what's coming up in my head now is that, um, you know, how we have support groups for everything, right? So maybe we should have political support groups that, where we are where we are all getting together because we know things are going to happen like this, mm-hmm. that we kind of look ahead at possibilities. Well, uh, and, and people like yourself who know and, and there and and you know there's trade groups for everything out there. I mean, for for every issue that that's available. Uh, uh, I, I applaud you, 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 the Law Society this year for for making people uh, aware of all these, as yes. she said, regressive bills that are out there. But the onslaught, you know, like she said, there's going to be over there's 700 bills been filed so far. Uh, probably uh, a little bit more in the House, and because the Senate is a little bit slower than than the House, but. Uh, th- th- these bills are. Uh, if you put a bill in committee at two o'clock at the same time, the mm-hmm. voter right. You have. I as, as a reporter, I can't even go to go vote. But I, uh, you have to decide which one is more important. I want to testify on both of these, but I, uh-huh. you can't. You can't. So and did, you, uh, did it, you know that just yesterday they tried to introduce a bill for uh, the right to carry for people who have a license to carry their guns mm-hmm. to be able to carry them into parks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, and, they're, and that every year they add a little bit more. It was last legislative session, it was in the church. <laughs> so so uh, it's almost, you know, Wild West in Arkansas. I think Arizona is the only state that has a little bit more uh, uh, a wide open uh, 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 Second Amendment. And I guess when law. I say support, I think I'm, I'm, I'm thinking more of the lines of advocating early on I mean, we, we've got, you know, um, the World Wide Web where we're using a lot of Zoom meetings, you know, making people, helping the community become more aware of these types of bills and then looking forward to, to whether these bills pass or not or things that are coming up, people understanding terminology, those sorts of things um, may be coming from someplace like the W. Howard um, Law Society and putting... Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. Harold. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so people, it's like more of a community awareness uh, piece. And let well, me just say, just, just quickly, I appreciate radio programs like this because not everybody is computer savvy. Not everybody is on the Internet. So uh, there are still people who need to just hear yeah, what's going mm-hmm. on. So I'm very thankful for KABF and you and, and other programs for announcing and letting bringing awareness to people because that is very important. I think one of the keys to stopping the bill the first time, Senate bill uh, on February the 2nd, yeah. was that people were aware and people rose up. And I think that, um, that, that as long as we can let them know uh, all their seats are up for election in 2022. Mm-hmm. And we need to let them know, um, yes, these are racist activities, and we are taking note, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to pay for it. Yeah, absolutely. And continue the conversation, not just when it happens, but I'm saying diffusing it. I mean, you know, having the conversation before it happens, because we can already anticipate it or expect it. I'm sorry, Denise, go ahead. No, I was just going to highlight what you said earlier, because a part of diffusing the situation is education. Absolutely. People about the situation. The 1619 Project. It's essentially a, a, a realistic understanding and appreciation of the impact of slavery. And that is something history is, is based upon who's mm-hmm. telling the history. Yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And oftentimes we're not taught what was real. The interesting thing about this, this, this dichotomy is that the, Repu- the Republicans, the party of Lincoln, mm-hmm. are the people who helped 
the slaves during mm-hmm. Reconstruction. Right. That was the time period when there was the most benefit right. for African Americans, and and that realization, you know, a lot of people don't understand. Yeah, we we, we, we say we we, we, we say that, but we were very involved during that Republican time that post I mean uh, post slavery, uh, we were very engaged, and that's something that we're not. So this awareness piece right. uh, is very very important, whether you are whatever, the right side or the left yeah. side, right? Mm-hmm. Now it seems like we should be in between, mm-hmm. but we can't be anywhere. We're, we're not knowledgeable. And exactly. I agree with you when, when we had that support, um, when people came and spoke, um, it was just wonderful, right? Mm-hmm. But we weren't aware what, the, what, what, what they were going to do on the back side of things. And yeah, that seems yeah, to be... Um, yeah, and I, I think one of those things is, is you ahead. know, being in, in the legislature, being up at the state capitol for 20 years, I, I'm an independent. I've, I see it from both sides mm-hmm, and see, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, see how... Uh, Laws are made. I mean, just just information. For instance, that uh, understanding how a bill is 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 passed. You know, it has yeah. to it has to come out of committee. And exactly. and and and, and Miss Moorhead talked about the fact that that the the uh, Senator Ballinger tried to pull it out of committee, mm-hmm. which is a parliamentary procedure that is rarely used and and shouldn't be used. And and the fact that if it uh, because he knew if he got to the floor with a supermajority. It would have easily passed as it did. Right. So having people aware of how how these things uh, 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 happen, absolutely, uh, or, or or that uh, you know the bill was introduced in mm-hmm. in early January in the Senate, and while right at the beginning when so nobody can, was playing it, t- so we can see something brewing, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need to we need to make sure we're paying attention. The, the, the issue is you have to be in the room. You have mm-hmm. to be a part of the conversation. Yes, You're yeah. in a completely different um, anomalous circumstance because you are in the room. Mm-hmm. But our 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 public, our people need to want to know. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to do is want to know. Because well, if anybody, if anybody's there. like me, uh, which I have become a mm-hmm. political person in the last year, never before in mm-hmm. my life, because once you start seeing things being uncovered, and I want to, uh, you know, give Wesley a little credit for that as well. But once you start seeing things from a political standpoint, then you start seeing a lot of things. And right. then, then there's a lot of questions. And again, that's where, um, you know, organizations uh, like the Double uh, W uh, Flowers um, Law Society. W. Harold Flowers Dar- Law Har- I'm, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. W. <laughs> We're going to have a show just but, for but you that. you know what? It's like, yeah, get <laughs> it right. You guys talk which, about which, that. which, by the way, you know, that, that, um, uh, that uh, you know, Mr. Flowers, Attorney Flowers, started uh, with, became an attorney because of the one of the last lynchings here in Little Rock mm-hmm. uh, that he saw down at the Mosaic Templars yes. uh, came up from Pine Bluff exactly. um, uh, with his with his dad and saw exactly. that lynching and decided to become a civil rights attorney right. that day. Yeah. So definitely, um, and, his, uh, and his descendants are still standing tall. You mentioned Senator Flowers, uh, Representative mm-hmm. Vivian mm-hmm. Flowers. Yes, um, there is a huge legacy there, and the W. Harold Flowers Law Society mm-hmm. is an African American mm. legal society right. that benefits uh, members of the uh, African American community as well as the public. And so we are trying to actively uh, educate because mm-hmm. I do believe that that's the, that's the core. So many of our people, we had this conversation, Angie, about Angel, about the the fact that the, our public doesn't even understand how our courts work. Right. Mm-hmm. So of course the they don't. Three totally three branches of government. They don't know? understand mm-hmm. how the legislature works. They don't and and and, and how significantly we are impacted um, with domestic 
and as well as criminal cases, but we don't understand even the delineation between the courts and what can and cannot mm-hmm. occur. Mm-hmm. I, I find that to be um, disheartening. But, um, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I have, we had the two young men, Max uh, Sprinkle and Kendrell, last week on their members of the society, too. They talked about, you know, just just to, you know, have and I, I have a, a, a niece who's a federal judge and, and just seeing talking about the impact of COVID and how things have changed and how it affects us mm-hmm. and our ability to 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 uh, you know to adjudicate and to be able to get you know fair hearings mm-hmm. uh, and also understanding the difference between the the local courts the state courts and the federal courts the and courts. yeah and and yes. just to, yeah, and and having that and then if you have that understanding then you can navigate and, and have a better understanding of, of how to deal. You know, I've been, at, at, like I said, at the state capitol for 20, know how the, 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 the spaghetti making of, of the law or the, the it, it, it is an interesting process. Uh, and and I, I'd encourage people to go to the capitol, sit in on a committee hearing, even if it takes, you know, there's committee hearings, I, especially judiciary, where you eight hours, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is an interesting uh, it is. to watch, but we need to be engaged. Absolutely. Uh, 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 Ms. Moorhead, I wanted to um, uh, just ask you, you ran for a Supreme Court judge back in 2010. Um, tell us uh, why you chose to run and what was that experience like and do you plan uh, to run again in the future? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I chose to run because uh, primarily what we're talking about today our unawareness of our rights our need to have somebody in the in the room at the time there's a supreme arkansas supreme court case called uh johnson versus state mm-hmm. and mr johnson uh <laughs> wendell griffin wrote a mm-hmm. dissent to the opinion where i was amazed that he was talking about it recently but uh mr johnson was visiting his uh i believe he was visiting his girlfriend at an apartment in north little rock and, and he was leaving at about 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. The um, policeman just rolled up and asked him what he was doing. Why was he there? What was his business? The man says, none of your DAM business or maybe a few other expletives. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the, the, the whole situation resulted in the man um, uh, being arrested for resisting arrest and uh, public intoxication, I believe. That case basically shocked my conscience, and I thought, how horrible, how horrible that we have um, a law that a person who's doing nothing, minding his own business, mm-hmm. ends up being uh, arrested, and his conviction was upheld mm-hmm. by, the, mm-hmm. by the Supreme Court, and that's why I ran. Mm-hmm. Oh, wonderful. Um, yeah, I, I know you're running out of time, so my journey was, uh, was worth it. I lost 15 pounds in two months. Oh, wow. <laughs> so <laughs> to try to cover 75 uh, counties was, uh, was, a, was a bit taxing, mm-hmm. to say the least. Well, you know, one of the things, I, I, you know, I came from Oklahoma where, where the judges are not... Uh, 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 voted on, and uh, uh, so the, the judges are appointed. Uh, mm-hmm. The Supreme Court justices are appointed by uh, a quasi uh, a group, uh, and it, it seems to. Uh, I mean, I think that's interesting because there's a in several states that that they have that is not voted in the way that we vote, and which is now you've got political dollars coming into it and 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 Im- impacting and right now as you you noted uh, all of our our government is in on one side the republicans control every congressional office every uh 
not not that I'm either way, but I think when it either gets one sided, it, it it gets out of balance. You got a super majority in the House, and the Democrats can, can't pass a bill if they want to. They can't get a bill out of committee right now. So well, I, I I think they have the perception that they can't do anything, and that is the problem. Out. They can speak out, yes, and with the public always. coming forth and showing strength and showing support for our minority people, the, and they can reach um, bridge connections with Republican parties. Not all Republicans yeah, yeah, negotiate. Are, yes, not all Republicans are going along with this Trumpism. Hmm. And uh, I, I think that discussions like this help. It only helps the public. I hope people will call their legislators. I hope that they will uh, pay attention and support organizations that are trying to fight the cause out here. Well, our, our next our next month we will be, uh, our shows will be focused on it since it's uh, uh, Women History Month, we're going to invite you back to, to have this, to, to extend this conversation. And I think it's important uh, uh, you guys have a, a, a unique perspective. And I think it's important that we continue this conversation to educate and, and uh, because there are things going on at the state capitol that, that, are, that we should know about. Absolutely. And again, ladies, I want to thank uh, Attorney Denise Fletcher and also Attorney Evelyn Moorhead for coming to uh, Black Consumer News Radio today with us. We've had a, a robust conversation, and I know that if you were listening, if somebody learned something, right? <laughs> and remember, you can go to uh, check us out on blackconsumernews.com. Uh, that's your daily website uh, for uh, information, what's going on, not only in our community locally, but also nationally. So thank you again for tuning in and being here with us. We'll be back here next Wednesday from 11 a.m. until 12 noon. Uh, You've been listening to Black Consumer News. We are the news that empowers.